We continue with the Daily Sports Feed on ESPN Harrisonburg. I am Dave Rigger. It's a pleasure to have you along. It seems like Monday to me. It's Wednesday. The 4th of July was yesterday. Let's talk about recruiting JMU football style. Now with the football beat writer for the JMU Dukes from the DNR, from the Daily News Record. Let's talk to Noah Fleischman. Hi, Noah. How are you, sir? Doing well, Dave. How are you doing? Great. Did you have a good 4th of July? I did, yes. How was yours? It was excellent. I had a good time. I had a bunch of s'mores and some burgers and brats and stuff, so you can't go wrong with that. Can't complain at all. Yeah, that's right. You get in the water a little bit? Is that Were you close to some water? No, I was in a pool. Oh. I wasn't really close to natural <laughs> water, but a pool works. Hey, 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 it's still water. That's that's right. But, you know, I, I keep thinking it's Monday, and the Dukes had a great weekend recruiting. They did have a great weekend. It's not Monday. It's Wednesday. But this past weekend, boy, a really big weekend. They get four recruits. Uh, starts with Mario Landino from Pennsylvania, the quarterback Alberto Men- Mendoza from uh, Miami, Jaja Boyd signs from Philly, Marcellus Nash from the Richmond area, all commit. But what a great weekend it was for JMU football recruiting this past weekend. Yeah, no, it really was. You can stretch the five if you think you go to Wednesday or Thursday yeah. with Philip Harris from, right. from North Carolina. So, I mean, it was a really good weekend for, for JMU. They're up to, I think, 15 overall commitments. And, yeah, I mean, this 4th of July, you know, July 1st to July 4th, weekend went really well for, for Kurt Zignetti and, and I think you know in college football this is kind of the prime weekend now for recruiting and commitments for, for some reason as guys you know get a little antsy if you don't commit now and, and your, your spot could get you know taken by a transfer portal guy if you wait till the season so so I've seen a lot of guys and then JMU is kind of cleaning up on, on that part of the, the state on just in general. Let's go back again. You've been talking to some of these guys. I'm trying to get some of these guys on as well. Um, you recently just talked to Philip Harris. He was the one you just talked about. He uh, was Wednesday or something last week. Um, another safety, another defensive back. They're filling up a lot of safety spots right now. But Philip Harris, uh, another three-star kid. They've got a ton of those. But uh, talk about what what you find out about Philip Harris. Yeah, you know, JMU isn't going to be you know anything new to him. At least the guys from the, in the freshman class, because you know in North Carolina, JMU's kind of loading up in that yeah. solid area. He played a seven-on-seven team with with Nate uh, Crosby, the running back that was the first kid to commit, and then Dontre Henderson, who you know he's a really good lockdown corner, and you know he put out a, a video recently, just kind of went viral. Chad Johnson retweeted it <laughs> yeah. for him, but yeah, I think you know he played with them, so he kind of knows them a little bit. He didn't say that impacted him, like you know coming to JMU for sure, um, but you know overall, I think he's excited. He's really good add to this defensive back score that is going to be really young in 2024. <laughs> he had some pretty good offers, too. Again, he was getting some pretty high-profile offers, and for him to pick JMU, I mean, that's a big get for them. I think this kid could be really good. Yeah, he picked JMU over you know teams like West Virginia, Boston College, um, places like that. So, you know, obviously, knows he's a quality, um, quality player, just having those offers. But, you know, as I well, assume we'll talk about in a second, you know, some guys can have the big time offers, but realize you know you come to JMU and you have an opportunity to play year one, and I think that's exciting for some of these guys. Yeah, let's go through through how they committed Mario Landino from Pennsylvania, another edge rusher. They're starting to get quite a few of those edge rushers too, and that's a position of need here that, that they've got some veteran players on the roster right now that will graduate here shortly. It is. He's a kind of a guy who's underrated. Didn't have a ton of you know big time offers. He had some FBS offers, some other group of five, but. He's a guy from Pennsylvania. Jamie has cleaned up there this year. And, you know, he's, as he put it, he told me, I thought I'll have something out later this week on him. You know, he's an Italian guy, and he got along with Coach Kuntz, another Italian guy. So <laughs> the defensive line room is going to be going really uh, energetic, we put it like that, you know, in 2024. 
Yeah, no question about that. And then you recently spoke to Alberto Mendoza, the quarterback from Columbus High School in Miami, Florida. Um, pretty good size, 6'2", 6'3", 185, 190, somewhere in there, but has a lot of room to grow. Um, his brother's a quarterback at Cal. Um, he just won a state championship. He's got three stars next to his name, which, could, again, that it could be higher as well. This kid's really talented, isn't he? He is. He's not the biggest quarterback. I mean, his brother at Cal is 6'5", and he's 6'2", 6'3", so obviously not the tallest, but he's really good. And you know, a quarterback that in year one of starting at varsity this past year's junior year, he, he led his team to a 14 or 13-1 and record. The only team they lost to is number, team, number two team in the country. Lost by seven, you know, against them, and he led him to a state title, and you know, had a little Philly special at the end to win it. So um, caught it in the end zone, but he's a guy who he was a zero-star quarterback, hadn't played a snap of varsity really, you know, as a starting quarterback before this past year, and, and turned it on, and you know, had a lot of you know decent offers as well, and and picked JMU, and you know, Tino Sinceri is kind of you know the guy that really got him you know to commit. He really liked what they've done with uh, Todd Santeo, and. And wants to do the same and try to learn from learn at this uh, this changing staff. I was going to say, did he talk a lot about Tino and, and and what they've done at the quarterback position at JMU over the years? Yeah, he said, you know, when when he came to JMU on as a visit, he sat down with Tino and you know Mike Shanahan, the offensive coordinator, and he really liked what they did with Toddy, who you know Toddy didn't do anything crazy special at Colorado State, came to JMU and and improved really well in, in one year. And he said he doesn't want to be a guy to go to a college that you know will keep him the same. You know, he's good now, but he wants to get to that next level and. But to do that, you got to, you know, improve every year, and that's what he thinks he can do, you know, under, you know, Tino and Mike Shanahan and Chris Ignetti. You know, there's three have a proven track record of uh, developing quarterbacks, and he, he noticed it. He's a guy that just seems, just seeing some of his pictures and stuff, it looks like he can put on some weight, though. He can get a lot bigger. I mean, he, heck, he may grow to 6'3", 6'4". Who knows? We'll see what happens. But still pretty good size, but he can probably get a little bit bigger. But he is pretty mobile, too. Yeah, he is. I mean, as I said, he caught a touchdown pass to win right. a title for his team. So he maybe, you know, put him at tight end. No, just kidding. But <laughs> I think, you know, overall, he, he's, he's athletic. He's got definitely, you know, when he gets in the, the weight room with, with their going, so they'll put some weight on him. I think, you know, he's got a really bright future. And, and Jamie's quarterback room is going to mm-hmm. be really interesting in 2024 as well. And with him coming in, as you know, a lot of talent. I think with this FBS move, Better recruiting means better depth of talent. And quarterback, you know, I think we're going to start to see that in 2024 for sure. Yeah, I think so too. We're talking with Noah Fleischman, JMU football beat writer for the Daily News Record as we continue on this Wednesday. And then, again, a lot of people were hoping this would happen. No one really knew for sure. But Saturday was was the day. Jaja Boyd from Roman Catholic in, in Philly. Um, he's just an athlete. Probably a corner. We'll see four stars. Again, the, the new ESPN Top 300 has him at, what, 274, 276, whatever it is. Uh, but he's on that, and there's JMU next to his name now. That's pretty awesome. But for JMU to get a four-star kid in Jaja Boyd, what a that's a big-time get for the Dukes, there's no doubt. No, that that is a big time get. This is a get you're not going to get, you know, with the move and, you know, how well right. Jamie played last year. I don't think that, you know, he's coming to JMU. Um, you know, I talked to him. I'll have a story out today on him. Um, but it was basically down to JMU, Boston College, and then Old Dominion made his top three. Wow. So it was kind of interesting there. But, yeah, he, he's projected to play at safety or rover is, is kind of what JMU has, has told him so far. But he's a big-time recruit. Um, he had offers from a lot of different ACC schools, including Virginia Tech and Wake Forest. Um, he's a quality player, and anytime he can beat Virginia Tech, you know, out for out for a recruit, especially out of state, you know, I think JMU will, will take that win. and. He's gonna. He, I think, has a really good opportunity to play at safety or, or rover year one, just because they're gonna graduate five of them from this this year's team. 
Well, talk about him a little bit and just what what a guy with four stars next to his name that can lead to more guys with stars next to their name wanting to be a part of this class. And you've talked about it. You've talked to a lot of these guys that they're they're starting to get to know each other and they want to make this the best class ever at JMU. And I mean, that's something that is is that <laughs> that they talk about it. They're not hiding from it right now. And but to get a guy like this, that can certainly lead to others too. Oh, it can for sure. I mean. He kind of got recruited to Jamie in a way by Ronell Davis, you know, a three-star corner from that has committed earlier in the class. They played together at Roman Catholic for, for the first two years before Davis transferred out, and that kind of helped him a little bit. He was talking to him before the visit and told him what he thought of JMU. So when, when Jaja Boyd got on campus, he had a little understanding of, you know, what to expect, but he also now has a guy on the team he already knows. So that will help a little bit as well. And, I mean, he, he's just a proven talent, and I think that, you know, it's a big-time get for JMU. And, the more they can get guys like, you know, one opens up the door to, to more possibly. Yeah. And I think that, you know, that definitely could happen. And especially if JMU keeps, you know, playing well on the field, um, that'll definitely help in recruiting too. Yeah. So again, that was, that was big time on Saturday. Again, Jaja Boyd, four-star recruit from Philly, um, pledged his commitment. And again, if you look at the ESPN top 300, he's on there. It's pretty cool to see JMU next to that with all the other power fives that are getting a lot of those top 300 kids. But then Marcellus Nash later that night from the Richmond area. He's from Colonial Heights. He plays at Life Christian Academy. Another edge rusher. He's got three stars next to his name. Um, 6'3", 220. He'll put on some size, but another um, edge rusher that gives him some depth there. But on the edge, in the secondary, at linebacker, a lot of guys in this class to kind of fill some of the void that will be left after after this year, but um, trying to fill that defense up once again. But talk about Marcellus. What do you know about him? Yeah, you know, he's he's another guy that is really good because, you know, he's a three-star guy, the second-highest-rated commitment in JMU history, so they got the top two in the last, you know, on that same day. Um, but it's actually, you know, if you're JMU, this is a good sign to see because recruiting, you know, high-level talent out of Richmond hasn't really been, you know, easy to do. You know, Virginia Tech and UVA go in there and, and basically pick who they want. So for JMU to beat a team like Virginia Tech for Marcellus Nash, I think that, you know, says a lot about what Kurt Signetian and company is doing. And he's a guy who he makes plays, I think, at 11 sacks, you know, in his junior year at Life Christian Academy, you know, which is a pretty good powerhouse. They play a national, national schedule. Um, in the Richmond area, so definitely coming from a quality program, and, and he's coming from a good area that, that JMU kind of still wants to hammer. I mean, they've gotten players from there before and just developed them into star players, like a, a guy like Mike Green, for example, but they haven't really been able to be successful in, in getting these three or four star guys to Richmond, and it, this could open the door for that, too. Yeah, no question. We're talking Noah Fleischman from the Daily News Record, talking JMU football recruiting, and as we've talked about it, man, they have killed North Carolina and Pennsylvania. They've got some tremendous players from those two states. Yeah, they have. I mean, when you look at North Carolina, the Charlotte area, they've got, I think, four guys from there. And then Pennsylvania, there's four or five, maybe six, I have to count. But, you know, a lot from Central Pennsylvania is too. And I kind of wrote a story about that last year. Yeah, talk a little bit more about that and and what you find out. Yeah, I mean, the success of going in there and and getting these guys. And, you know, they've had now back-to-back years with a player from Bishop McDevitt, you know, which is a really good private school in Harrisburg. And, what really it leads to is, you know, the, the coaching staff has a lot of fill, uh, Pennsylvania ties in general, and, and that's kind of what helps it out with, you know, a guy like Tina Sinceri, Mike Shanahan, and Jared Hawley all playing at Pitt and all being from Pennsylvania and can relate to some of these players. And that's what uh, some of them are saying as well is, like, you, they, they can tell a story about Pitt and, you know, the guys can relate to that and then relate to maybe their high school days in Pennsylvania. So it's paid off, and I think, you know, JMU has really carved out a, a nice recruiting ground in Pennsylvania, something that, you know, 
there's not many group of five schools there. It's the only school there, really, is Temple. And so if you can beat Temple, you can probably go in there and get you know most of the guys you want. We're talking to get a Noah Fleischman from the Daily News Record for a few more minutes. And uh, we, we mentioned Todd Santel's name earlier. Good to see him get an opportunity. I, I was able to chat with him, and I know you have as well, but uh, he's had some rookie minicamp tri- tryouts with the Chiefs and Commanders, worked out for the Browns, but uh, has signed, not officially signed, but they have his rights. He can't go to any XFL team, so he will be with the Orlando Guardians if he does make the XFL. That's after the NFL season, though, so there's still a chance that he could get on a roster, as he told me last week. He's hoping the Browns, they continue to talk to his agent, so there's a chance that he could end up with Cleveland at some point, and a quarterback could get hurt, and he's all of a sudden on their practice squad, so you never know, but at least he's going to get an opportunity because, again, you and I have just been blown away that he has not had an opportunity just yet. Yeah, it's been kind of surprising he's not even you know, ended up you know, getting on a roster, a 90-man roster now in the NFL. But, you know, it's a good start for him in XFL and, and that, you know, the XFL team is going to expand their roster in 90 until, you know, the end of December. Um, so he's got time, and at least, you know, there's an opportunity sitting there for him if the NFL doesn't come calling it. He has a chance to do what Ben Denici did. If you go play there for a year, play really well, and then an NFL team will, mm-hmm. will come and pick you up. Right. Yeah, no question. And then all, all the other um, JMU football news that came out last week was some, some games at a later date, which, again, football scheduling. I was talking about basketball scheduling last week on the show and how again they're going to go to Cancun and Michigan State now is going to be their opener this year, go on the road. We find out about those games right but the summer before that season. Well, in football, <laughs> games in 2029 and 2030 were announced, which, again, it's a whole different animal. But, hey, a couple of uh, – they're going to go to a Big 12 school now in Central Central Florida, so that'll be good. And then uh, what What else do they get? Toledo? So, again, they've got um, – they I, the, the UCF game is a big one, I guess, with, with being in the Big 12 now. Yeah, it is. You know, over a million dollars guaranteed to go Not there. Toledo, Akron. You know, I beg your pardon. Akron. Akron. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But over a million dollars guaranteed to go play, you know, at UCF. Jamie will take that. 2029. So let's think you're fresh in that game or probably in middle school right now. <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah, you know, overall, yeah. you know, it's a good, good, good get of a game for, for Jeff Bourne to, to secure. Um, you know, they have Maryland coming up in a few years that paid them over a million dollars. So you'll see this more and more. And when you're an FBS team, if an FBS team is going to buy another FBS team, it's not cheap, right? Because Norfolk State got moved from 2025 to 2030, and that's only a $300,000 you know, guaranteed game game paying Norfolk State to show up and play. But when you're an FBS team, you can command a million, a million and a half to, to show up and play a game and have a chance to win and, and beat those teams. So good good get for Florida. And Jane keeps recruiting Florida in the next few years. Yeah. They can have that game on the map and say, hey, you're going to come back and play in front of your family. And that, that could help out as well. Well, one thing too is uh, for folks that that don't didn't don't know this is when they were FCS, teams would not FBS teams the the Power Five teams like a Central Florida now, they they weren't playing JMU because they they could lose to that to that FCS team. But now an FBS team, they can get these games so much easier. They were they were told in the latter years of being in the FCS, we're, we're just we're not going to schedule it. They had so much trouble getting those games, but now. I don't think they'll have any trouble. They've got a ton of them already lined up. There's going to be no trouble getting those games. So that's part of the benefit to jumping up to the FBS. Yeah, there's only one problem they'll have is I don't know how often a Power 5 team will want to come play at Bridgeport Stadium. Yeah, but, you're right. you know, that's the only problem, right? You have a home-home with, with Akron coming up, you know, a max school. You can find those. But I think, James, you would really prefer to get a home-and-home with a team like UVA or Virginia Tech. But those teams won't want to schedule it because you can see what happens when that happens. I mean, Virginia Tech has a 10-year home-and-homes um, contract right now with ODU, and 
they went down the ODU they lost, lost, yeah. you know, last year. <laughs> right. So now they got to play them for the next, I think, eight or nine years in a row. So, you know, that's why they avoid doing it. You don't want to lose to the, their teams, especially an in-state team you're recruiting against them right. on a yearly basis. Um, but, yeah, it's definitely a good get, you know, if you can just get any Power 5 team. And all it takes is one win over Power 5 team to really, you know, project, you know, vault your, t- your program to the next level. I mean, Jamie has done it before against Virginia Tech. And they have an opportunity this year against UVA to do it um, in Charlottesville. So, yeah, I mean, they're good gets, and I think they'll be a lot easier to at least, you know, play that road game, collect the check, and uh, hopefully, you know, go down there and play a competitive game. All right, we'll wrap up with this. Any, uh, well, it, I'm guessing recruiting will slow down a little bit right now. Is there anything that, that you know of that's on the horizon, or do you think it will slow down some? I think it will slow down a little bit. I mean, there's a couple, couple guys that, you know, I've set some commitment dates later this month. Um, but I think as of now, it's it's going to be a lot quieter. I don't think we're going to see a four or five, you know, commitment week like we did last week. Um, obviously, really good for Chris Ignetti and company. Fifteen commitments already. I think it'll slow down now. You know, Chris Ignetti told me last week. You know, the reason why everyone's committing so early is they're they're scared their spots need to be taken. Right. Um, I mean, Mario Landino, for example, he had an offer from Rutgers, and he wasn't that he didn't want to go there. It was that by the time he was ready to commit, his spot was gone. So, I mean, you're going to wow. see that happen. So I think. You know, um, other than that, I think we're going to see it slow down a little bit just because a lot of these guys are committing now so their spots don't disappear. Because, I mean, teams only have so many numbers they can they can accept. Yeah, no question. Read more of his stuff online, dnronline.com slash sports. Pick up the paper as well. Noah, thank you for your time as always. I appreciate you. Yeah, I appreciate you, Dave. Thank you.